0: For listeners of Stadium Scene's Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code Stadium Scene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com, that's L I N Q A P P.com. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts, DJ Flug. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kay Thompson.
1: The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name.
0: And Jillian Fisher.
2: No, that was just because I'm crazy as
0: hell. (laughs) You're listening to The The Stadium Stadium Scene Podcast. Hey, welcome. It's episode 36. We remembered how to record a podcast. So, first off, sitting right next to me is Kate. Hi. And filling in in the Jillian chair today is just kidding. It's Jillian.
2: Hey. Hey. Oh my gosh. I alerted my pug and he's like, oh no, don't bark. Please don't bark. (laughs) Even he's excited.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's been months, many months. Uh Um, You've been very busy.
2: I have, I have, but I've taken some time off and it's been the best decision of my life. I can imagine,
0: (laughs) yeah. You've kind of disappeared from the world, but I mean, you uh, you had quite the media tour going on there for a while.
2: I did and it was uh, uh, overwhelming, I think is the right word, Um, because the internet's a pretty crazy place and so to live and breathe on the internet and have a media tour existing on the internet is exhausting in the sense of... um, how overwhelming the internet can be
0: <laughs>
2: so it's been trolls. nice to take some time off yeah troll but not just trolls it's just like the internet's just a I, I always say it feels like you're living on the edge of a knife like in the pinpoint of a knife when you're on the internet like and having a personality on the internet because just like you're always on the edge i feel like so it's been nice to have some time
0: off but and it's just like i mean this is kind of your first introduction to fame I guess is, is a way to put yeah. this
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say fame but yeah
0: but you know but, but people are talking about you people have opinions about you I, you know that's like the first sign yeah. that you've made it that if someone has an opinion on you positive yeah. or negative on a on a and, moderate to larger scale
2: yeah I think what's weird is that like I ha- I to me I have a small following like a very small following but like whenever I do anything because of the way Twitter and everything works where like we own like it's an echo chamber so everything gets amplified so much and it's like but i have such a small following how is this happening every single time
0: I, so i mean it's 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 funny so I, like i you know you'd make your posts, and i'd always have to go through and read and see what what people are saying and you know the mm-hmm. vast majority of them are very po- positive mm-hmm. encouraging uh-huh. and then you've got the people this girl isn't funny or you only like this girl. Cause she's a girl. It's,
2: yeah. I'm like <laughs> You know, i I think that's like my favorite one where it's like, Oh, we're only here for the boobs. And it's like, yeah, but I've been making content for years and I've had boobs the whole time. And only recently when I started making this content, did it take off. So the boobs have stayed there. They've been there the whole time. That's, that's the constant. Um, that's the constant. And also like, I find it interesting that, um, people on the internet think that, like I, I get a lot of shit for being an attractive woman. And like the thing that that's interesting is that like, I never see myself that way. Cause like I'm such a weirdo. And like when I was growing up, I was always like the quote unquote funny one, which we all know what that means. So
0: yeah, I, I, I know the <laughs> um, feeling.
2: Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't see myself that way, but like, I understand that that's how it's perceived. And that's, you know, that's what matters is how it looks to the outside. Right. And it's just interesting to me that like, they think that because of that, that no man could obviously talk to me unless he's trying to get in my pants. And so I'm like, what?
0: Not everyone's
2: a trash Not everyone sees women as objects like you do, sir. Like not everyone is a piece of trash. So,
0: I, I actually, funny story. I, I told you this yesterday, but for for the audience, uh, we um, we were recruiting another. Uh, uh, another partner and they're like oh yeah you know, they're like oh you you do a, you do a podcast with jillian oh i love jillian she's so great Yay. i love her videos i'm like there you go
2: yes there's you, a woman who likes me you
0: you have fans
2: <laughs> it's so weird that'll never not be weird to me so <laughs> never not feel weird yeah because I I, you guys know me i'm a weirdo like i don't
0: we're, we're all weird no, i don't think that's, that's, i do any of
2: it's serious See, that's why I, that's why this works we're yeah that's weirdos.
0: why this works because <laughs> everybody here is a weirdo in a different way <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, <laughs> but how have you guys been?
0: Uh, you know, I've been kind of. Uh, I don't know. I've kind of become a hermit. I don't go anywhere anymore. Um, it's just I think it's just a natural progression of parenting. It's like I, yeah. I, you know, I go to my day job. I come home. I parent and repeat. Yeah, yell oh. at because I'm an idiot by my wife, who is actually sitting here listening in the
2: background. <laughs> <laughs> you probably deserve to be called an idiot. Whatever you did, yeah, you probably deserved it.
0: <laughs> but, but yes, Kate is here. She got on an airplane and came out and is sitting in our makeshift studio.
1: Just to record mm-hmm. this podcast, you know, I have no life, so... we
0: paid $400 to fly from Chicago to Phoenix to record Correction, a podcast.
1: I planned this out, and so I paid less than 300
0: Oh, wow, that's that's pretty oh, good. Oh, wow, that's uh, a solid price. Yeah, I mean, you came in right at the beginning of tourist season, all the snowbirds are coming back and clogging up the roads and causing accidents, so... Uh, anyway so
2: and wait is it actually busier there in the winter than it is in the summer
0: oh yeah yeah all the old people who who so interesting yeah it's it's you know they they migrate south for the summer or the winter and they come back up north yeah i mean it's there's a running joke in in arizona that um you know since we don't have leaves to change colors our license plates change colors
2: (laughs) oh i think i would take that no because you know Mm -hmm. we get so many different license plates here because the leaf peepers around here are insane. Because oh, yeah. I'm out in western Massachusetts, and it's just like, oh, my God, guys, they're leaves. Yes, they change colors. Yes, this happens every year. Wait, what? That happens leaf- every year? Yeah, crazy, right? Every yeah. year, the leaves change colors. Mind-blowing. I know. It's crazy.
0: There's this great meme that's go- that goes around this time of year, and it's this picture of this like short old lady sitting behind a wheel, like barely able to see over the steering wheel. It says like the snowbirds are back and they're a year older.
2: <laughs> oh, I like how we make fun of them. that's gonna be us though. Like that's gonna be oh. really yeah,
0: it old. Already so. is it's, DJ. Yeah, I'm I'm already like cranky and complaining about things and <laughs> stupid people and neighbors and those yeah. damn
1: kids.
0: Yeah. So anyway, we'll uh we've we'll kicked this off and gone off topic before we even started. Uh we'll go ahead and get started here. And before we get going, uh, the beverage of the episode is brought to you by Bud Ice. It's a premium beer, according to the label.
2: Wait, what?
0: It says Bud Wait, Ice. What? Pr- it says Bud Ice Premium Lager, 5.5% alcohol by val- uh, by volume.
2: I had nothing is to it, do with this. Ex- is it like a White Claw? Is it like a Smirnoff Ice, where it's like mm. not beer? Or is, no, is it beer?
0: It says it's our exclusive ice brewing process produces a rich, smooth taste that's remarkably easy to drink. I don't know if I'd go that far.
2: So it's water, it's mm, tea water, five point five
0: percent <laughs> alcohol by volume water. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it kind of. I don't know. This is kind of like an MGD feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, or maybe yeah. a little bit of like a dark vibes. Uh, yeah. I mean it's on. you know if you find. Uh, bud Ice in your local liquor store. It's usually back in the back corner with like the Natty Ice and the Keystone's and you know that kind of stuff. Mmm,
2: yum. Tastes like college. Yep. If
0: you yeah. ever
2: come record in the studio, he will we'll, offer
0: you. Yeah, a lot. that's right. We'll have some Bud Ice. But okay. The the, mm. the other great thing about <laughs> Bud Ice is well, the only reason I got it is because you know dating back to childhood, and uh, then you know in the nineties you eat. were
2: drinking butt ice no no i've been I, so I, much
0: no i've been waiting <laughs> since childhood to try butt ice and i finally got my opportunity <laughs> but there, <laughs> back, back in the glory days when espn still had the stanley cup playoffs oh is
1: this the penguin yeah. thing
0: what yes yeah. yes yeah yes, yes. The, the butt ice penguin and he, he was this creepy little penguin that would like stalk people and be like hey How's your butt ice? Was he your old model <laughs> growing up?
1: Did you stop people? Oh,
0: no. God. No, but I, I I just I just thought the commercials were funny and they did that one movie where they you know, they're getting the threatening calls and the police calls back and the the call's coming from inside your house. And then the camera pans upstairs into this room and the penguin's like uh hiding in the corner with the phone and he turns around and goes, Oh. And that's like the end of the commercial, but <laughs> but he'd always be like How's your Bud Ice? Doobie, doobie (laughs) doobie-doo. I think Uh, that uh, needs to come back. It does need to come back. It was an amazing ad campaign. If you go search Bud Ice Penguin on YouTube, you'll find a whole collection of these amazing commercials, and I am pushing for this to come back. And Ever since I was a kid and I saw these commercials, I'm like, I'm going to try Bud Ice when I get old enough. And Apparently, they never stopped making it. It's just hard to find. Maybe that's his reason it's hard yeah, to find, probably, but you know, I'm still open to the opportunity or to uh to sponsorship from the lovely people at anheuser Bush and their fine collection of alcohol uh, options <laughs> uh, so the uh, the phone lines are open. We're waiting for your call <laughs> well, well we'll'
2: get to, send to the intern to take care of right <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: right well. We'll have the intern work on that. So anyway, we we've been doing interviews for months now, and and Jillian, you've missed out on some some pretty damn good ones um, over time. I've heard. Uh, we had the one most recently with Bernard Pollard, uh, my former schoolmate at Purdue. Um, it was got a lot of great feedback on that, and he went and had his has his own podcast now, the Bernard Pollard Show. Recommend going and subscribing to that. Uh, and checking that out, he is incredibly entertaining to listen to and very, very knowledgeable about the game of football. And I would hope so. I mean, he's played it basically <laughs> his entire life. What? So today we thought we'd try something different uh, since we've been doing interviews for basically the last year when we've been recording off and on. So I've been thinking about this concept for a while, and everyone knows that colleges have fight songs. Uh, many college fight songs are, are known by a lot of people uh, you know, Notre Dame, Tennessee, uh, you, you name it. But did you know a lot of pro teams actually have or had fight songs? They
2: shouldn't probably is the thing.
0: <laughs> After going through this list, um, there's going to be some great, great stories behind it. But I mean, most of these now, I mean, a few of them are still used on game days. Um, but if you don't aren't a fan of the team, you probably aren't familiar with the song. Um, you know, it's some of these songs you'll probably know, some of them you heard before, and some you'll understand why the teams have no association with them anymore. So, the very first one we're going to play, everybody knows, we're not going to play this for very long, but we're going to play one that a lot of people are familiar with. And this song is called Meet the Mets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets, bring your kids.
0: What a wonderful song.
2: Mm. Do they all sound like they're from like the 1940s? Is that that when they were made? Yeah,
0: a lot of these came in the 60s. You're going to see a common thread here. Um, So Meet the Mets was written... Um, in 1961 by Ruth Roberts and Bill Katz, and it was originally recorded by the Glenn Osser Orchestra. Uh, it's been modernized, and they've had, like, hip-hop and techno versions that are equally as awful.
2: I would think a hip-hop or techno version might be worse, the, honestly. Yeah,
0: the, so the the best part about this song is when the Mets, like, this was created when the Mets first became a franchise in the early 60s, and, you know, the, the opening lyrics are meet the Mets, meet the Mets, step right up and greet the Mets. But because of how terrible the Mets were early on and for many years, it's people have modified it to say step right up and beat the Mets.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that could, that, that fits today, I think. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, well, I mean, you know,
0: if it wasn't for Pete Alonzo, we probably could say that. So meet the Mets, a classic. Yeah. Um, so, you know, wait,
2: real quick, you know, uh, I was thinking like when we were growing up, even when we were, like, 10 years old, that song would have sounded really old to us. And I've been realizing just how old I am anymore. So like, could you imagine a 10-year-old today listening to that song? They would think that it came from, like, another world. Yeah. That song sounds so ridiculous at this it, point. It's,
0: it's insane. And, and again, you're going to see a pattern here. So uh, mm-hmm. next, we're going to jump over to Chicago. We're going to jump over to Chicago a couple of times because this is our show, and there's a lot of Chicago ties to the show. What? Yeah. Really? Boo! Boo! <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> so I, I'm playing this one just because it actually has a, a pretty interesting backstory to it, so this one is called Here Come the Hawks Oh god
2: Here Come the
1: Hawks the the attack, yeah, we'll back you. mm-hmm. You're on Jillian, just so you know, he is dancing every time the music comes
2: out. Oh, up. God, that's so, even worse. Yes. You know, I
1: was going to say, that one's not as bad as Meet the Mets.
2: I don't know why, but now that I know that he's dancing, it's worse.
1: You know, like the um the Charlie Brown dance where they like just hop around. That's where I learned how he's doing. That's
0: where I learned how to dance. And every time, every Christmas, when they play the Christmas Peanuts Christmas show and they do the everybody's on stage dancing, doing like weird moves, I will dance in the living room to it. It's an annual tradition. So, anyway, here come the Hawks. Uh, it is written by Jay Swayze. He wouldn't even put his first name on it. He just was known as Jay Swayze. The letter J. Recorded in 1968 by the Dick Marks Orchestra. So why this is interesting, interesting is Dick Marks is pretty famous as a like a big band composer in the Chicago area. Anyone who's you know 40, 50 years old and oh. older knows who Dick Marks is. That
1: explains why you understand who he no, is. No, hang on a second. Yeah. Time out. Time out.
0: <laughs> or this story is not over yet. So Dick uh, has a son who is Richard Marx, the uh, the pop singer. I feel
2: like I should
0: know who that I is don't I don't know who that is. Don't. You don't, huh. Are you
1: showing your age DJ? Yeah, everyone <laughs> knows
0: Richard Marx, are you kidding me? He's a great Twitter follower I know who it.
1: Karl Marx is. Everyone
0: knows okay. He uh, I mean he he's he was a big pop star in the 80s and 90s.
1: I but, was not alive for most of the 80s. To, to avoid us
0: getting... Uh, getting <laughs> I wasn't sh- alive. I... You know what? what? Everybody, okay, you know what, time out here. But, so it, <laughs> this is like, this is ridiculous. I feel so old now, but I'm going to play... What, I'm gonna I'll play his biggest hit. I only can play a few seconds of this because I don't want this episode thrown off of iTunes for copyright infringement. So I'm going to play a brief <laughs> sample of his biggest hit, Right Here Waiting.
1: Well, after he's done with
0: the Grammarly commercial. Yeah, after
1: after the Grammarly commercial plays.
0: I'll edit this later.
1: Okay. Wherever you
0: go, Uh, whatever you do, I will be right on, here hold on, hold on. waiting Wait. for you. You told me
1: there would be no DJ singing during this episode.
0: I never made that promise.
1: You totally did.
0: I never made that promise. And if I did, I lied. Obviously. Because <laughs> you were just singing. So, so anyway, yes. Uh, now that you've shit on my story, that was... Uh, <laughs> yes, That yes, Richard Marks, the famous pop singer, is, uh, has a direct tie to the Chicago Blackhawks. So, there's one more part to this story here, and the Blackhawks during intermission will play. Uh, periodically, they will play a clip of of the song playing, but they have the players sing, and listening to this is going to make you really respect my singing abilities.
1: No, no,
2: it won't. probably not. You're right. Yeah. Here come the Hawks,
0: the mighty Blackhawks. Patrick Kane. Oh, oh God! Oh God! We'll back you, Blackhawks. You're flying high now. So let's wrap it up. Let's go, you Hawks. Move out. Now all the power.
2: <laughs> Here come the Hawks. A few of them the How do we make it stop? It I it to stop.
0: Marion Hosa, like, this is from several years ago, but Marion Hosa just, like, just unenthusiastically just read his line and then just yeah. kind of grinned after he read it. <laughs> So yes, that's uh, uh that was uh, here come the hawks. So we spent enough time on this. Uh, so we'll we'll stick around Chicago for a little while here, and move over to the other side of downtown onto the lakefront, mm. and we'll listen to the classic, "Bear Down," Chicago Bears. Oh God. <laughs> Kate's dancing.
2: I was going to say, that was so loud that my dog in my headphones, you could hear it outside of the headphones.
1: All
0: right, that's enough of that. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, backstory on this the Bear Down Chicago Bears was written in 1941 by Al Hoffman, who apparently was a famous musician composer, but he was so ashamed of it he wrote it under the pseudonym Jerry Downs um, nobody's exactly sure why Al Hoffman wrote this song because they said he had like no connection to the city of Chicago so who knows um, interesting
2: re- yeah so I'm really sorry my dog is barking because he's insane
0: that's all right we're, we're leaving it in <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm gonna mute myself so you can't hear it.
0: So the uh, the song was written um, around the time the Chicago Bears defeated the Washington Redskins in the league championship game pre Super Bowl by a score of seventy-three to nothing.
2: That's just that's just running up the score. That's ridiculous, especially in oh that area. I'm so sorry. He's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> He's, He's such just a just, jerk. Like he just. There's literally nothing. He is barking at absolutely nothing, in case you were wondering. There is nothing for him to bark at. It. He's just a brat.
0: <laughs> Phantom barking. Yeah, I, I know. My dogs just bark at anything. It's. Uh, I understand. Alright, so we're going to leave Chicago for a little bit, and we're going to head back over to Jillian's side of the world, to Philadelphia.
2: It's the best side of the world, obviously. Mm,
0: yeah. Well. No comment. So we're going to listen to a tune called uh fly eagles fly
2: okay well this is just good i don't know why we're even putting this in this bad cheesy list cuz this song's amazing uh, yeah sure <laughs> G L E S Eagles.
0: I'll have to edit that later. Here's what I wanna I'll have to edit that later to match you up with the (laughs) singing.
2: Here's what I wanna say. These other songs that you're playing, you don't hear every single time their team plays. Just pointing it out. But that song is so good that it gets sang every single time. So you want to tell me that it's not a classic You're just wrong
0: Well here, here's, here's the backstory on this Which I, I didn't know this So the original This was originally just an instrumental That was written in the mid-1950s And it was just called the Eagles Victory Song It mm-hmm. was written by um, Nobody seems to know anymore But the In 1995 Bobby Mansour And Brian Saunders Put lyrics to it And retitled it as Fly Eagles Fly uh, they've tried to work with the franchise to get this to become the official song with the lyrics and they agreed. But when they agreed to roll it out was the 1998 season when the Eagles were really terrible and went three and 13 under Ray Rhodes. Uh, he was fired and was replaced by Andy Reid, And so new coach, new song with lyrics. And there you go.
2: Oh, interesting. I actually did not know that story.
0: Yeah. So there you go. You learned something today.
1: This song really reminds me of that song in Space Jam called like, or that's like "Fly Like an Eagle." You know what I'm talking about? (sighs) I have to throw Space Jam somehow.
0: Number one, that that (laughs) the Space Jam version was a cover song.
1: (laughs) You mean Michael Jordan didn't sing it? Uh, I don't
0: think Michael Jordan sang anything in that movie, for for the record. But maybe he did. I'm I doubt it though. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Where do we want to go next? Do we want to go to San Diego? Do we want to go back to Chicago again? Do we want to go north of the border? Go north of the border. Let's go north of, the border, like go north of the Canada. Canada. All right. So we're gonna go north of the border to visit the Toronto Blue Jays. This is one of the more um, strange songs that I heard. This song is called "Okay Blue Jays,"
1: because they're okay
0: sometimes they're just okay they're just, they're, it's like those at and commercials out there they're just okay just okay so this song okay Blue Jays is played during the seventh inning stretch and it takes a really long time to get to the okay Blue Jays part otherwise it just sounds like a really weird generic song so here's here's a little bit of okay Blue Jays
1: Got a diamond you got
2: nine men oh my god what the hell and that's
1: not all you got the bleachers got them from spring till fall got a dog drink, and the umpires call what do you want let's play ball is that a fly ball okay can we like yeah i'm gonna, I think?
0: i'm gonna skip to the refrain finally from the
1: this song is just okay
0: Let's no, it's not even. Ball. Here we go. No, it's so weird. Okay, okay. Blue Jays,
1: Blue Jays. Let's, let's play, play ball. It's a beautiful evening fans.
2: At the ballpark.
0: All right, I'm cutting that off.
2: Uh-huh. I think what's weirder is that like it sounds like it's a song that w- is trying to be on the radio. You, you, know, you know what I mean?
0: Here, when I first heard this, there immediately one thing came to mind and you know the the this pop singer Randy Newman. He, um, for our generation, probably his most famous. He had that song that you've got a friend in me that played during Toy Story. He's like, yeah, yeah you got yeah. a friend in me. Like that just yeah. I, that just screams a Randy Newman song. So
2: this I like the version of it. Can
0: you sing it again? No, <laughs> I've already sang way too much on this episode. <laughs> Uh, You
2: signed up for it. This was your idea. I know this This, was my idea. I've
0: been been working on this for months, Um, clearly. So the OK Blue Jays is played during the seventh inning stretch of home games of the Toronto Blue Jays. The song includes references to the team's roster and events from the 1980s. It was released in 1983, and it actually charted 47th on the RPM singles list. I'm guessing that's some Canadian pop chart. It was written by Jack Lenz and Tony Kosinick. And it is performed by Keith Hampshire and the Bat Boys.
1: <laughs> like the legit
0: Bat Boys or it. the yeah. Blue Jays. Yes. And in 1986, the single had sold over 50,000 copies and was certified gold. Yes, I agree. Thank you.
2: The ch- the, our Chihuahua neighbors are barking, so naturally oh, they're. Barking oh my
0: so, god! So my we wife. just listened to a gold record right there. Ay, ay, ay. Anyway, um, Why don't we head to the West coast Let's go to the west coast, all right So best coast the best coast the West Holly agrees.
2: Ollie agrees that it's the best coast.
0: All right, so we are moving to the west coast to visit the late San Diego superchargers. It was a disco song written in 1979. Let's take a listen to San Diego Superchargers.
2: Sandy Ego, Super Charter,
1: Sandy Ego, Charter,
2: Sandy Eagle, Super Charter, Sandy Eagle. This might be my favorite one so far, because so bad, but it's so good.
1: by
0: the butts of the players yes. I know it alright we'll cut it off there I like that, that part where these like, like San Diego Chargers <laughs> that was the best part of that whole song I
2: really love your commitment to singing at every like, song. I really I, yeah, well, you know
0: what? It's I don't get too many opportunities to uh, to do things like this.
2: There's a reason. No, I think you need to. Keep, I want you to continue to sing. Yeah. I'm asking for this. I'm
0: really sincerely asking for it. It's really entertaining. No, we, we nobody asked for this. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting it, though. <laughs> so, so what's great about this is uh, so this song was written in 1979. Um, it was recorded by a session band called Captain QB and the Big Boys. And oh, the, yeah! And the, and the Chargers' ownership replaced the song with a non-disco version in 1989, and the fans hated it. Well, you can't beat this really. one <laughs> So back into, or uh, yeah, back in 2002, they went back to the disco version <laughs> until they left San Diego.
2: And then they left.
0: Yes. Now the song is dead.
2: Womp, womp, womp.
0: R.I.P. <laughs> so,
2: Should
1: we go back to
0: Chicago? Yeah, we're going to go back to Chicago one last time. Or we can go back to New York, either. No, Chicago. Let's go to Chicago. So this song is uh, commonly known as the Chicago Cubs victory song. I was waiting to hear if Jillian was going to groan, but she didn't, so.
2: Uh, no, I'm. I, listen, there's enough things in this world that I have enough
0: angst for so <laughs> so so the uh the song go cubs go um uh, was actually written in the early 80s uh, it more became nationally famous uh the year the cubs won the world series in 2016 and it has quite a backstory <clears throat> so we'll go ahead and play a little bit of go cubs go as much as we can tolerate of it and i see
2: how much awesome. i hate it i don't actually know if i hate this one so we're gonna see you, you i feel probably, like i don't actually hate it you
0: probably will Oh,
2: okay, yeah, no, I changed my mind, I hate it.
0: So the backstory of Go Cubs Go uh, was written by a country singer named Steve Goodman, uh, who died in 1984 of cancer at, in his like mid-30s. He died extremely young. Um, in 1981, he recorded a song called A Dying Cub Fan's Last Request, and it's basically a song about the historic failures of the Cubs franchise, and shockingly, the Cubs prohibited playing that song at Wrigley Field. So yes, why would you play a song that says "Hey, you suck" at at your ballpark? So, anyway, <laughs> so it was kind of his like, "Hey, I'm finished up here. Or, I'm not thinking that's that was horrible. Let me rephrase that again. I'm I'm dying here, and the Cubs have let me down, and you're gonna let me down one more time before I die. So I'm gonna make this song to document it. <laughs> that's not, that's not a that's pretty twisted. It, it it's basically oh it gets twist more twisted. So. Uh, 1984, WGN program director Dan Fabian requested a new song because he wanted a more upbeat uh, song to play for the Cubs when they win, and they went to Steve Goodman, and he wrote the song. He was receptive to the idea, but the rumor behind the story is that he wrote this song as kind of a snide, sarcastic response to their you know, poor uh, reception to his dying Cubs fans' last request, and it was just kind of a... Middle finger to WGN, really But...
2: Interesting Yeah, I and
0: mean, that's the rumor, that's never been confirmed But enough people have told the stories over the years Then it, it makes sense, that if it could be true What do you
1: think's gonna yeah. happen to the song Now that WGN's not gonna have Cub games, that's, and they talk about WGN in That's a in the very
0: song. good point Yes, there's a line that says You can catch it all on WGN But as of this year, end of this year WGN will no longer be covering Cubs games after like 72 years Or something like that Why? Uh because the Cubs are starting their own network, they're copying the Yankees.
1: Oh god.
0: <sighs> yeah, I know.
1: But the song's so iconic. It's
0: yes, it's iconic. Although it was in mothballs from like, you know, 1984 until about 2007 when they dug it out and started playing it after the Cubs would win and they've been doing it ever since so who knows it'll be interesting to see what happens with that
2: i wonder with all these songs it seems like early 2000s there was this wave of like we want different music or we want the same music or something you know like that kind of desire for it and i wonder like if in maybe like 10 or 20 years we see another shift and we just have a bunch of like rap music songs because that's what's really popular
0: yeah, you know, and, and like going back to Meet the Mets, they actually tried a hip hop version of Meet the Mets in like 2000, and it was really poorly received. Yeah. But then again, Mets fans are just angry, so. All right, so we're going to skip the Yankee song because it's more or less similar to Meet the Mets. Uh, we're going to go on to the last song, which are la- these are the last two songs. We have to play them together because they're written by the same uh, same person. And the backstory behind this is absolutely amazing. So, the first song we're going to listen to is called Miami Dolphins Number One, which is still played uh, these, uh, today. Miami has a Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're on. with a Miami, Dolphin, Miami, Dolphin, Miami Dolphins number one. Miami, Dolphin, Miami, Dolphin, Miami, Dolphin, Miami, Dolphin, Miami Dolphins number one.
1: I feel like there needs to be like a HR or something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so
0: we'll, we'll get to that. So we're gonna jump right in and listen to the next song. That was called Miami Well, it's unofficially called Miami Dolphins number one. So this next song is about the late Houston Oilers, and it's written by the same person, and it's called "Houston Oilers Number One." Look out, football! Here we come, Houston Oilers
2: Number One! Oh my God! (laughs) <laughs> take the ball from gold to gold like no one's ever seen i swear just this reminds me of something i yeah. can't put my finger on it wait
0: wait 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 and when we're getting to the refrain focus, here you're talking super focused we're the Those were basically the same song.
2: What, what doesn't that remind you? Oh my god! It reminds me of some song, maybe from a movie or or a TV show, and I cannot
0: You're put my finger of like on it. Like a Match Game theme song. Maybe
2: I, mean, I don't know what it it's, is. But it kind of has a Match Game theme
0: song vibe to it. So, so the backstory behind this is both songs were written uh, and lyrics written by a man named Lee Ovman, and he was like a Country singer from Louisiana, still alive, he wrote the Miami Dolphins song in 1972 after their undefeated season. Uh, he recorded the song because he thought they needed some kind of victory song to celebrate and um, he recorded 10,000 copies of his single, hired an agent, and went around trying to sell copies of it and it went nowhere. So well then. he figured, okay, well that was stupid. That was a waste of my time. So a few years later, the song magically started appearing on radio. Fans were singing it. The Dolphins started playing it in there, but nobody really knew who like who wrote this song. They figured it was just some like old public domain thing, and they just took it and, and ran with it. So he's like, wait a second, that's my song. And he went and he called around. He's like, um, I need some royalty payments here. That's my song. And they, you know, nobody believed he wrote it. And he called a radio station that was playing it. And he's like, that's my song. I want my royalties. And they said, like, the program manager laughed at him and hung up on it. Oh. Yeah. So, and, like, his own family and friends didn't believe that was him singing that song. Uh, So he got so pissed that in 1978, the Houston Oilers wanted their own song. So he said, yes, I will write the song for you, Houston Oilers. And basically wrote the same song with a more country-western feel as a middle finger Mm -hmm. to the Miami Dolphins and their fans. I love it. Um, So, anyway, going back to the Miami Dolphins story, um, you know, they played it, and then they got to the 2000s. They tried to do a techno hip-hop cover with T-Pain, and it it was really awful. All the fans hated it, so they went back to the original version, and then around 2009 or so the Dolphins had that brief like relationship with Jimmy Buffett where they had their their stadium was Landshark Stadium and that every time the Dolphins scored a touchdown they'd play the Jimmy Buffett song Fins. Interesting. Yeah, and so the the best line is uh, when O'man was asked about Jimmy Buffett replacing his, you know, his iconic song, he said, "I love his music. If you got to be displaced by somebody, it might as well be somebody like him." Which is nice. Yeah. So Jimmy Buffett was asked roughly around the same time in an interview with Rolling Stones about what do you feel about replacing your, you know, the iconic Miami Dolphins number 1 song and he said, I don't care. That song's just awful. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, I I think that is absolutely amazing that, you know, the Houston Oilers fight song was basically a middle finger to the Dolphins. So, Now, the Houston Oilers don't exist anymore.
2: I was just going to say one team isn't there anymore. So, so
0: So that, yeah, 40 minutes in, we went through a a large collection of songs. We missed quite a few songs. There probably is going to be a part two after we do some more digging at some point down the road. But I wanted to get back on, record something, do something different. And yeah, there you go. Woo! So, closing thoughts, Kate.
1: You should not quit your day job for singing, DJ.
0: My day job is not singing.
1: I
2: said, don't quit your day job.
1: Yeah.
0: So
2: you're oh, good.
0: Oh, you're saying, oh, you're saying I shouldn't quit my job and start a singing career. No. Fair enough.
2: I don't know. You might make. You might be successful nowadays. I feel like you just never know what's going to take off. So you yeah, know, I mean, you might
0: want to try it out. I mean, you see the that one girl. Remember that girl who had that really awful song that went viral about Friday? Friday? Yes.
2: Friday. Yes. Yeah. I saw I, a Buzzfeed video about her recently. Uh,
0: what. Well. Is she like having legal trouble, or broke, or on drugs? No, or she has a new song. No, oh, she, has she has a new
2: song. She's actually really well adjusted, and like, I'm surprised she came out normal after that. So,
0: well, after that song came out, she her parents actually had to pull her out of school and uh, homeschool her because she was getting ridiculed so bad. Like, she was like a what a freshman in high school or something like that. Could at the you
2: time? imagine? Because like honestly, like I when I watch because I watched the video about her recently and just seeing how normal she is. Like, I couldn't imagine being a freshman in high school and having the whole world making fun of you.
0: Yeah, I probably would be heavily medicated for a long time after that and in years and years of therapy. It's just, I'm just kind of like cringing thinking about it right now.
2: Yeah, so, but you never know. See what I mean? You could have a song like that that comes out and the whole world makes fun of you, but you make a career off of it.
0: And That's what I'm I do. Sh- and you know... Th- She's getting okay. royalties off that song. You know she's still getting paid.
2: Oh, absolutely.
0: Well, maybe maybe not, because it was made by that like music video factory place, so they probably screwed her. She's probably not getting anything out of it.
2: Oh, that's a bummer. You know, you're probably right, and that's a real bummer, because she- she's the one that had to put up with all of it.
0: Yeah, and the music video factory made a shitload of money off of it. Oh, yeah. America. But. America. America. But
2: my closing thoughts are that the Eagles – Song is the best obviously
0: I don't know I, I kind of like the uh, Houston Oilers Miami Dolphins songs
2: I mean objectively speaking that <laughs> one has an
0: interesting story but if you're, go-
2: if you're going with uh, like airtime playtime most well known it's clearly the Eagles
0: yeah I would agree with that I mean the, it, it oh. does rank up there as one of the greatest fight songs like pro fight songs it, it actually did uh, that is a true story
2: Oh, hello. I thought I was just making stuff up. No, this you, no, you no, it, it, it's you actually true. You validated me.
0: I, yeah, or Rolling Stone or Billboard or somebody did.
2: Somebody did, of course, because so, the internet loves listicles.
0: Yeah, so, somebody with some credibility. Unfortunately, I don't know who that is off the top of my head. Somebody with some credibility actually validated that that claim. Fascinating. Well, I'm done with my beer.
2: Just I, I just made it. some tummy tea because I'm old. Oh
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, on that note, I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up today.
2: Um, Jillian is old and drinking tea for ginger and turmeric tea.
0: Yeah, I'm older and drinking Bud Ice, so, you know...
2: So you you'll need a tummy t soon. Uh-huh. Is what you're saying? Yeah,
0: I'm I'm just gonna go and like lie on the floor in the fetal position <laughs> and hold my stomach for the next three hours.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: on that note, uh, stop by check us out stadiumscene.tv. TV. Join the stadiumscene.tv TV network. Get your blog, podcast, or video uh, channel seen. Uh, and give us a follow on social media at Stadium Scene on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and Stadium underscore Scene on Instagram. And we will talk to you next time, and hopefully not months from now. Bye. Woo!